Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Swipe up episode 215. This is the show where I share my opinions on current events. Whether you like it or not, let's get it started, shall we? With the first story, website goes viral as it writes full articles and papers in seconds. Last week, I talked about AI quite a bit, uh, in more in context with uh, visuals, the generators, the image generators that these AIs have, like Dolly 2, uh, where you type in a word prompt and it, you know, shoots out. Uh, an image that based on that word prompt in any kind of style from photorealistic to 3D rendered to minimalist to expressionist and everywhere in between uh, and how that is going to replace a lot of jobs. Uh, I think a lot of people in the design industry, graphic design industry uh, and just all of those uh, connected industries, creative industries that work for companies are probably going to be replaced with AI very soon. Uh, I also heard a story this morning uh, about Amazon uh, eliminating its HR department and uh, turning and and using AI basically to replace the their HR department. So they use AI to choose who gets hired for the, to the company. Um, so there's going to be a lot of things, and this is just another one of those things so for writers and I, I mentioned how it can spit out uh stories and things like that i mean you want to think about all the writing you did in school right learning how to write the five paragraph essay you know your intro with all of your points your hypothesis and all the points and each paragraph is a deep dive into each of those points and the fifth paragraph is the conclusion wrapping it all up right now, you could do all of that stuff with AI, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, any kind of length of writing that you want to do. And another thing they did recently that I forgot to mention in the last, last week talking about AI is they, when they, they generated, used AI to generate a Joe Rogan podcast between Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs. Obviously, Steve Jobs no longer alive, never did an interview with Joe Rogan. Uh, I don't even know if Joe Rogan's podcast existed. Uh, I think it was just in the infant stages when uh, Steve Jobs was still alive. And uh, it. I never listened to it. And I would be curious to see how accurate the AI depicted Joe Rogan's views on things. Since... I used to be a, a very large fan of Joe Rogan's, listened to all of his, watched all of his podcasts since the beginning until he started leaning farther and farther more right wing. Uh, and uh, would have been interesting. And I was a huge fan of Steve Jobs, was sad when he died. And, uh, it, but it's insane that you could generate a podcast between two people, one of which is not even alive. And uh, it's. It, it's it's crazy it's a crazy thing where you can these things can be generated so effortlessly and you know f as far as these papers i mean it's going to make it's going to make teaching 
like I don't I don't know how we don't have the experience with this stuff to understand how we're going to acknowledge it and identify it in life, right? You go to a website, you go to a social media post. If not already, very soon, it will be almost indecipherable if you can tell if that was written by a human or an AI, you know? And the thing with these AIs, especially with, like, the image, these AI generators, in a lot of cases, I've seen with the images that certain AI image generators do, they will use artists' work as reference and in some cases generate work that could be in violation of copyright. And I would imagine on some level when writing articles and stuff, there will be some plagiarism going on. If these writing AI generators are sourcing from previously written materials, especially on a given subject, there's going to be some level of plagiarism. But obviously not as identifiable as, you know, if you were to copy and paste a Wikipedia article instead of doing a research paper where your teacher can just bring up the Wikipedia article. You know, it, it's a little bit trickier than that. But, I, you know, it's it's going to be the ability for people to cheat and not actually have to learn how to do things is going to be a very weird reality we're going to be living in. Not that those jobs would be in existence anyway. You know, most, I mean, aside from, you know, Stephen King, right? You read a Stephen King novel because you're a fan of his writing. Eventually, they would be able to make an AI that is geared, that will learn, that can learn how Stephen King writes a book and use that to generate new works that sound and read just like a Stephen King novel after he's dead, right? The Stephen King uh, family could continue releasing Stephen King books posthumously. And that's crazy. And there's going to be, probably there's going to be popular authors, like people using AI generation... AI writing tools to write series of books that are all authored by AI, right? And it's just under a pseudonym, right? Like J.K. Rowling, you know? Not her name, pseudonym. Do the same thing for AI. Ghostwrite. It's going to be weird. It's going to be so weird. And it's going to be even... I mean, I, was, I would imagine... On some level, some people can suss it out and can kind of figure out and tell, right? Like, you can kind of tell if you're texting with a bot online, right? You, they, they tend to use language incorrectly or differently than people do in the common speaking world. Slang and things like that tend to be not present in a lot of cases when it comes to bots. But this is past bots, this is way past bots. And being able to identify it, especially if, in general, if our education 
goes down where people aren't learning that, whether it's due to the conservatives and their war on public education as they are currently trying to demonize every aspect of public education, whether it's labeling teachers as groomers and pedophiles or labeling educational books, history books, works of of literature as evil and, you know, should be burned, should be banned from schools. You know, there is a constant and clear war on public schools trying to privatize education. If they're successful or if just the evolution of these AIs removes any ability to know if somebody's actually learning how to write. What, like it's it's like even worse than the idea of calculators in math class growing up right why do we need to learn all these things with math if we have calculators graphing calculators like this is like exponentially crazier so who knows what edu like we're not even going to be smart enough to read the things that ai is writing and definitely won't be able to, like, soon, like, AI will be dictating the way people speak. AI will be dictating slang, right? On some level, instead of AI trying to replicate how people naturally speak and write and, and talk and using, like, the common day vernacular of things, eventually that will shift and humans will be following the AI changes and evolution of speech. Wouldn't be surprised if that's the reality of it. But it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Because you can have, like you could, let's say, use a few AI tools, right? I'm somebody, I have no, like no, I never learned how to write right i i can write a few words like i have no creative ability to write i have no creative ability to draw i have no creative ability to to do anything right i have i'm, I'm stupid i'm ignorant i have nothing but i have all of these ai tools right i have this idea right i can put the idea into a prompt and that ai one ai tool can generate a story right I can take that copy, all of those things written in that story, and I can put it into another AI tool, and that can generate uh, words. I can generate a person. I can even generate a, a photorealistic person saying those words. I could even put it into an AI generator and have it look like Samuel L. Jackson is reading the words I had generated from the first tool and i'm just a person that's like oh what if a pig went bowling right and now i have sam something that looks and sounds just like samuel l jackson reading this story about a pig going bowling and then if you take that further to the next step where there's going to be video created based on prompts you could then take those things and flesh out a complete movie where you have the Samuel L. Jackson character reading his lines 
and you have, you know, uh, Ewan McGregor reading the other lines. And then you have Daniel Day-Lewis playing the pig. And it just generates all that in whatever style film you want. And then you can take that and you can create, have AI generate the poster art. You can have the AI generate promo uh, copy. You can have the gen. You can you can just create a whole universe of content with somebody that has no idea how to act, direct, uh, film, write, design, has no access to these actors. You know, and right now it's probably not that easy, but you could get a lot of that stuff done with AI tools right now. So we're it's only, you know, only only like moments away. We are less than a way less than a decade. I would be so surprised if in ten years, you know, you can't you there won't be like versions of classic films with different actors, different storylines, different edits, completely new movies. Eventually, there is going to be a film. That is just like Toy Story 1 was the first full-length feature film computer animated. There is going to be a film in theaters that was completely generated with AI. Completely generated from AI. And I wouldn't be surprised if it made a lot of money. It wouldn't have to make barely any money. For a studio to be like, that is the future of Hollywood. Because they only care about profit. And when you don't have to hire directors, actors, writers, sound engineers, cinematographers, marketing departments, graphic design departments, visual effects departments. If you can have all that stuff rendered in your AI tools, you know, and it, and it just, for whatever reason, that style of storytelling happens to coincide with what the popular demand is, the trend of the time is, and explodes. I don't know. It's just it's just an insane reality we're living in where these things, these AI things, can generate believable content that's like i mean they're not perfect like the dolly stuff you can tell it's like weird it's like a dream version where you it it definitely has all of the elements of but doesn't look exactly like it's kind of blurry and like proportions are slightly off but then there's other image generators that are just gorgeous and it's it's going to be for everything because none of these companies they don't want to pay people it's going to be crazy. And as somebody who creates stuff, it's like, wow, what am I doing? You know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's a wild time we're living in. And uh, stories like this are just not that surprising, are just going to be less and less surprising. But um, 
Let's take a little break from the show to promote. I figured out a way on my website to offer prints for every single painting. So if you go to a painting, you can buy the original painting or you can buy a print for everything. Artwork that you don't want to spend $100 plus on 9 by 12 inch ink painting on paper. $100 for the original one of a kind piece of artwork. Paintings range in price depending on their size. The 8 by 10 print, $20 available in the store at inspireddisorder.com and now let's get back to the show let's move on sadly some bad news which is a story that is all too common uh which even this story is one of many stories of mass shootings that have happened recently uh, but this story, we've been sounding the alarm. Colorado shooting follows rise, follow, yeah, follows rise in anti-LGBTQ vitriol. Uh, this is a Vice News article. This weekend, a 22-year-old gunman opened fire inside the LGBTQ nightclub, nightclub in Colorado, killing five people and injuring 25 others in a tragedy that follows years of escalating anti-LGBTQ uh, LGBTQ rhetoric in the u.s and according to advocates could have been prevented i mean that's another thing talking about in the last one last story how the war on public education how they want to privatize education they want to end i mean they want to end all public services to people but how the conservatives have been demonizing and putting targets on marginalized groups forever that is their mo to find a small group and to point at them as that they're the problem instead of the fact that it is mainly an issue of capitalism and mainly an issue of them only trying to make rich people richer but they have to have an enemy right people losing their jobs in the country oh it's the people from south of the border that are taking your jobs right well, they'll use racism as a way to justify anger at a group for jobs that are being sent away because it's cheaper to send companies to send manufacturing to cheaper places because companies want to pay as little as possible to get things made right and as that gets automated companies will do that right that's not it's but they use racism as a way to confuse people to confuse their base to point their shape in a direction to be angry at something and with this they label as they've done before they label people who have different lifestyles and they make up completely fabricate and demonize these people as being groomers and pedophiles as historically that's what they've done Despite the fact that you go to, you actually look and see where those types of people, where the grooming and, and, and child abuse actually happens. And it's a lot of people who are in charge of churches. A lot, not, not only priests, preachers, any kind of religion. Sexual abuse for children happens all the time. Literally, religions have are designed to groom and brainwash children to get them believing in their version of reality at the youngest of ages to follow in the footsteps of of their delusional cult behavior right but those aren't the, p the places you see these right-wing extremist groups 
showing up to protest to quote unquote protect the kids, right? You don't see proud boys showing up at at churches and and cathedrals with AR15s because priests and preachers are widely known to not only sexually abuse children, but the Catholic Church specifically has protected those priests and just move them around. Very similar to police officers, right? They get fired from one department, they get hired at another department, right? Those are the people that should be focused on to protect the children, right? The police literally killing unarmed children, adults, constantly. Regularly stories come out about police using their their control and authority to abuse children whether it's physically mentally sexually all of those things or the priests these heads of religions but that's not where these that's not where these conservatives are showing up with their guns because that's not where the targets are being placed those aren't the people that are being demonized by their shepherds by the politicians the politicians regularly call for violence one of Trump's biggest things when he was running. Back in my day, we would have punched them right in the face. Back in my day, we would have laid them out, right? Constantly calling for violence Const- and demonizing every marginalized group, right? Same thing with the, the conservative politicians now. All of the same thing, all of the same bullshit rhetoric. Labeling marginalized groups, cross-dressers, trans Anything that's not straight white people labeled as groomers, right? They have their simple little branding, groomers, pedophiles, boom. That's their little brand. They put it on whoever they want, their, their marginalized group. That's our new enemy. Those are our enemies. We don't actually care about protecting kids. We do at no point do we care about protecting kids, right? In fact, we want to make sure all of our people have their guns. We're going to... defend our people's rights to own these tools designed to end life right because that's what we want them to do right they literally celebrate a child who murdered multiple protesters right they celebrated him as a hero that is exactly what they want their base to do they want them to use the guns that they fight so desperately to keep against the targeted people that they demonize regularly they say that they're at the heart of all of their problems right all the property damage during blm was was done by the enemy meanwhile majority of them were found to have been right-wing groups doing the damage but that's not who kyle rentenhouse went to go murder he went to just go murder people that he 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 was told by his politician shepherds right he was the sheep to carry out their orders they put the label on the protesters they put the target on the protesters and he went and executed what they wanted and they celebrated him for it and when stuff like this happens colorado i mean there was a walmart shooting there's i mean there's mass shootings all the time but it's not surprising that this group These people that live lives that historically have been around since human beings have existed, 
there's always been a plethora, an infinite amount of ways to experience this reality that is not this binary, made-up, straight, white, male, female, that's it. Never. Never in the history of mankind has it ever been that way. They have just used these marginalized groups as ways to deflect and as ways to demonize, to distract people from the real issues, from the real things that are the problem in this country. So it's sad. It's absolutely sad and disgusting. And, you know, it's not surprising that politicians put targets on people to see people go out and shoot at those targets. Whether it's them putting a target on who they felt was their political enemy with Pelosi, or if it's them putting targets and making up completely fabricated, unproven, disgusting rhetoric around their targets they put on anything that's not anybody that experiences life in a way that is different from their their just delusional their delusional binary view of of human existence let's move on <sighs> this is some bad news no it's not bad news this is like this is not something i would love the idea is great but the reality is i know what would happen right a movie theater in switzerland replaced seats with double beds to watch movies right of course it sounds great kind of there's problems but it sounds great go to a movie theater oh it's the most comfortable way you can watch a movie right laying down in bed head propped up big giant screen great same thing with when movie theaters put in the nice, comfortable, lazy boy seats that you can recline. They had little tables on them, right? I remember I went and saw Hateful Eight in a movie theater downtown Denver. Had those big, cushy seats, the table, recliner. Every time I have gone to see a movie in one of those recliner seats, I am constantly either falling asleep or on the verge of falling asleep. And if I were going to watch movie in a movie in these beds, 100%. But then you think about what is going to be happening in those beds in a movie theater. There, it's just you know you go to any bed that is kind of used by patrons on a regular basis is going to get disgusting, right? The same way when you go into a hotel, a motel, a Holiday Inn, right? The comforter never gets washed. The sheets, you put a black light up, you see, you see a kaleidoscope of patterns and colors and stains that you never thought would have existed in the, the areas and places that they do. And... I understand a movie theater, a little bit different. There's people, there's going to be multiple people there. Some people can't really go as crazy as they would in a hotel or a motel or a Holiday Inn. But not to say that it will never happen. And it's like, I worked at a movie theater. You know what movie theaters don't have? 
they don't have laundry service, right? They don't have washers and dry. And maybe in Switzerland they do, but they don't have a place where they take the bedding off of the beds because there is no bedding. There is no sheets on movie theater chairs, right, to wash. And you're not going to be re- – well, you have like five screenings of a movie in a theater. You're going to wash those sheets between each screening. How many movie theaters? Like this is like thousands and thousands of sheets of bedding you'd have to wash between each showing. Even if you had extras, you would, I mean, that would so crazy. So guaranteed they're not washing things as much as they should. You go into, maybe the idea is to go into the early screening at this theater, right? Because that's the time where the sheets are the, sti- the less sticky, right? There's not as many wet spots in the sheets when you go first thing in the morning. But if you go to a late screening, man, you might get diseases. I don't just like who's going to want that? I really I like the idea of the recliner in a movie theater. Great idea. Makes it feel like you're at home, right? The super comfortable. It's definitely comfortable. The best like comfort wise to watch a movie, big recliner. But in my experience, you go into a dark room, you're super comfortable. Even if you have a TV going, I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna, fighting sleep, constantly fighting sleep. Right? I had a projector in my living room. I had a, a giant screen everywhere I've lived for like the last decade plus, up until moving out to the desert. Right? And it's so easy to fall asleep. I don't care how big the screen is. If you're sitting down or laying down in a dark room and you're very comfortable, it's you're going to fall asleep. So, like, I would imagine there's going to be tons of people falling asleep. And imagine that. Imagine, like, laying down on a bed, even if, like, the dirty stuff isn't happening, right? People aren't having sex, which definitely is going to happen. There's going to be hand jobs. Right there's fingering going on. There's hand play going on. There's things that are going to happen at this theater. But let's say that doesn't happen. Right? Somehow you can guarantee nobody's going to play around with each other's genitals or your own. Right? Just laying down on a pillow where somebody falls asleep and drools. The idea that the person before you fell asleep on the pillow you're laying on and may have drooled is disgusting enough. So even the the idea of this seems good. I don't think it's it's one of those things. It's like beware what you beware what you wish for. You don't want a movie theater full of beds for so many reasons. That's not what's going to fix the movie industry, right? Not going to be like make going to the movies more of an experience, make it more affordable. People would love that. The subscription stuff is great, right? Maybe make it make theaters like have have studios not make theaters rely so heavily on their concessions, right? Let theaters make more money off the ticket sales than they do, right? Because that's where movie theaters only make their really only make their money off of concessions. So that's why popcorn and soda is insanely priced. 
right? Studios make a big cut from the ticket sales, right? That's not, it's very little money movie theaters make off ticket sales. But if they change that, right? I mean, Disney, there was a, like a, this thing in Disney tried to do when The Little Mermaid came out, the first one, the animated one. They wanted like 100, over 100% of, of the ticket sales, which means they wanted to eat into the theater's concession sales because that's disney disney is like one of the most greediest companies and i mean they they look all sweet and like here look at all these nice things we care about families but really they're just squeezing every last penny out of you and every last penny out of er anywhere they can get every everywhere from their customers from their distributors from everything not the greatest company but there's like things you can do to make theaters more profitable and putting beds is just that's not we're going to pay more it's ridiculous i mean like get a hotel room like for whatever you pay for whatever they would charge to go watch a movie publicly in a bed you could almost get a hotel room and just watch it there and you could do whatever you want on that bed in private i don't know Seems like a horrible idea. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of Inspired Disorder Plus. So you go inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Sign up, $5 a month. You get to binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free. You get to watch all of the live painting videos I do. You get a special members-only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that I sell. You also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast I've ever produced, hundreds of episodes, countless different podcasts. You also get access to my personal blog. A new blog comes out every week. In addition to that, you get my creative writing that I'm releasing. You also get access to asking me anything. 14 years of experience podcasting. I've been creating art my entire life. I've been using Photoshop since middle school. And you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else. So those are the benefits for signing up for Inspired Disorder Plus. And now let's get back to the show. Let's move on. Last but not least, this is just interesting. New Netflix series can be watched in any order and it will affect how people view the story. Uh, the nonlinear anthology series centers on a heist and has eight episodes, each named after a color such as pink, white, yellow, and green. Uh, Kaleidoscope spans 25 years and follows a team of masterful thieves who attempt to break into seemingly unbreakable vaults to get their hands on what could be the biggest criminal payday in history. Uh, but of course, with high reward comes high risk, and the team must fight, uh, must first get through the most powerful corporate security team in the world and the FBI. Unlike your usual crime series there, uh, where the events play out in a pre-ordered fashion, Kaleidoscope offers viewers a unique immersive experience. Uh, so you may choose to start with the episode titled Yellow, while others may choose to kick off with Green. And regardless of which you choose, you'll still be left with a story that makes sense. Clever, eh? Uh, the series stars uh, Giancarlo Esposito, the bad guy from Breaking Bad, uh, Paz Vega, 
Rufus Sewell, uh, Tati, Gabrielle, Peter, Mark, Kendall, uh, Rosalyn, Elbe, Jay, Courtney. Uh, dude, I don't know any of these actors. Um, so starring a bunch of actors I've only heard of one of. Uh, I'm excited. Super interesting. Uh, I mean, Netflix has kind of experimented with some interesting stuff, right? Video games, don't understand it, don't get it. I don't think it's very successful for them. They've also done mo shows that you can kind of, ch it's like choose your own adventure. Uh, I think they did one with Bear Grylls, and I think they did, I think there was a Black Mirror one that was kind of choose your own adventure, which I haven't really gotten into those, either of those. Um, but interesting. This I like. Because what I hope this does is I hope it makes a shuffle feature available for TV series, right? I've been watching in the background a lot of The Office, Parks and Rec, Seinfeld. Uh, just recently started watching The Simpsons for the first time in my life. Watched a few episodes here and there throughout my life, but never really. A sh it was never a show that I was into and followed. But if there was a shuffle feature, which Hulu had for Seinfeld when it was on Hulu, but if Netflix implemented that, I would love it. I would love it. Because there's some shows, especially like that, like shows that aren't necessarily serialized where you, you have to, you know, watch one to the other and it's more of an anthology series, you know, like the uh, Cabinet of Curiosities from the Guillermo Guillermo del Toro uh, horror anthology series. It's amazing on Netflix. Like that one would be great to just shuffle because you don't need to watch them in any order. Or Black Mirror, same thing. But I'm super excited. It's, it sounds interesting. I like. I don't know. Like I probably I'll probably check it out. I like that it's not. It's more of a shuffle feature for the episodes and not like I need to participate while watching. That's kind of the thing that the choose your own adventure aspect of like the black mirror and that it's like, I don't, I just want to watch. I don't want to have to participate. I don't want to play this like super, super like low end video game version of watching entertainment. But yeah, ex excited to see how that, it doesn't say when, Oh, January 1st. Uh, if you're keen to give it a watch, Kaleidoscope lands on Netflix on January 1st. So that's great. Interesting way to start the year. And that's it. You know, you got to do, you got to like, I like companies that are trying to do new things. Netflix is trying to do new things as it's also constantly raising its prices. Great shows, great original series. I started watching Wednesday. I think I'm hooked, right? They, they do good stuff over there. So I'm, I'm interested and I hope it, I hope it brings a shuffle feature to other series so I can just watch stuff on shuffle and consume it that way. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Let's do some shout outs and get out of here, shall we? Shout out to Poobity, Pubity, however you say that. Shout out to Vice News. Shout out to Lad Bible. But most importantly, shout out to you. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Oh!
Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.